Welcome to America This Week. I'm Matt Taibbi. And I'm Walter Kern. Walter, apparently I'm a Trump supporter. Well, I mean, anyone who isn't against him is for him now, right? I mean, <laughs> and anyone who isn't against him totally is for him. And uh, anyone who thinks there's an issue involved here other than the, uh, you know, the perfidy and demonic nature of Donald Trump uh, is is for him. So I guess I would count as one of those two. It's, it's amazing. I mean, like I, you know, I, I tweeted something last night, I, I guess stupidly, um, which I thought was sort of a basic tenet of how we understand third world countries. Dictators don't leave office because they know that if they do, <laughs> their successor is going to find some reason to throw them in the hole or worse. Right. Yeah. Which is why in countries where we have aspirations to less horrific uh, means of transferring power, we tend not to cook up pretextual prosecutions of um, our political opponents uh, because we sort of want to encourage them to feel like they can leave power without it, um, you know, becoming unsafe. And it resulted in this string of denunciations as from, among other things, celebrities, as, as though, as if this were a new idea. Isn't this an old idea? Isn't this something that's Which thought? celebrities? Like, oh, like the actor John Favreau and, yeah, uh-huh. and some others. I mean, uh-huh. it's just, um, uh, I don't know. It, 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 it's... Uh, it's just very crazy, this whole thing. I mean, I, I, I every time you think that the, 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 they, they can, they're not going to break new ground in the trolling fever pitch, um, it happens anyway. Uh, so. Oh, I'm mad. I'm long past. I'm, I'm long past um, not expecting them to break new ground. I lie awake at night thinking what ground still exists to be broken and you know setting my watch by how quickly it will be <laughs> um you know uh, the accelerationist uh, uh version of america is thoroughly upon us um if there is still a principle or a uh boundary that can be crossed i'm sure there's a plan to cross it at this point um i mean i don't know i I think you're you're absolutely first of all, you're absolutely right. Who wants to leave office to walk into the you know hands of any number of prosecutors um, and uh, local prosecutors? But worse, who is going to run for office that is so confident that they might not face this uh, uh, they might not face this treatment afterward? Not only would you have to be inhumanly uh, clean well, and inhumanly popular with all those who you might fear would go after you, um, you'd have to be insane. Yeah, deluded somehow, I think. Um, yes, you'd, you'd have to have true, you'd have to have true monomaniacal ambition um, because you're starting down a, a series of uh, perils that you know could end in any way and so you must not just 
not plan to leave office, but you must plan on taking off when you take office on holding it forever. Um, and uh, I don't know that this dinky prosecution, whatever it's based on, you know, we don't we don't know what the indictment is. Um, is we don't know. We have a pretty decent idea. Of, that, yeah. yeah, we have a decent idea. But I, I, I've seen talk that there's some Playboy model involved or, you know, some other than Stormy Daniels entity at some point who was hmm, shushed. In any case, uh, I think the thing that you said that was most germane on your Twitter was it's going to take much longer to undo this than it took to do it. Um, and and that's true of so many things that happen now. Yeah, and and... This whole thing, it's hard not to see it as like this holistic process where it begins with this all-out media assault um, about Trump that just never ends. It's like the ceaseless campaign um, that people hear about him and began hearing about him, I guess, in this in the first months of 2016 when it suddenly became not okay for uh you know morning joe to interview him remember that moment when trump stopped being funny and the, the sort of msnbc intelligentsia suddenly decided that you know he was hitler and they they he couldn't be appeased um but that constant messaging that people got that this is a different creature this uh, Trump is not a, a, a regular politician. We have to think about him in a completely different way. So therefore, you know, that broke down all the barriers for people who might otherwise have thought, well, maybe, you know, there's due process. Maybe we should, you know, not use FISA to spy, you know, spy on people in his campaign. Maybe we should wait to see if there's actually any evidence in the, that he's connected to uh, you know, Russian espionage or whatever it is that was all broken down by the media campaign. It feels like, and now it's been going on for so long that the, the plainly political nature of this case, which any, I think attorney will, will attest to, uh, is no longer something that people can even discuss because they can't see it that way. All they can see is tr Trump is bad and we're getting him. And, there's nothing else. There are no other angles to the story for people. I, I you know, it's truly Emmanuel Goldstein. It, it, it is 1984. Um, I would never have guessed growing up that the threat that would cause the United States to uh, finally sort of shove aside uh, it, it, its, its history, its traditions, its constitutional protections and so on would be one real estate developer from New York. Um, I, 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 even in my own novelistic worst case scenario imagination, I thought that the great challenge to the United States that might, you know, cause it to, to lose its character as a sort of free place w would be something like a massive foreign uh, military threat or, uh, you know, a, a, an act of nature so horrible that we had to sort of militarize to face it, <laughs> an asteroid strike or a, you know, 
complete devastation by an earthquake in our biggest metropolitan center or something. But no, it wasn't. Yeah, like um, 9-11 combined with something else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You could see that. And, 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 you know, I have to fit anything that happens now into the context of what we've been talking about here for months, which is this censorship and surveillance state. And one knows as his fingers touch the keys of the phone to, to type the word Trump now, that that word is registering in innumerable computers across the land and indeed the world, and that any statement one makes, any uh, attitude one evinces, is going into a file, uh, it, it is going to be uh, used in some fashion that one can't even imagine now, but uh, because every event has all its echoes in the internet, uh, it's the internet echoes of these uh, of these uh, you know big news events that are really finally more important than the events themselves. And so everyone this morning can be absolutely sure that their statements for or against or whatever uh, about this Donald Trump indictment are forming a sort of continent of mm, cyber, uh, a, a map of, uh, of cyber attitudes that is going to be, you know, used in some fashion. Uh, I really feel the chill of wishing not to comment, except that I've, you know, I've already committed myself to that as a lifestyle, as it uh, were. I, I felt it last night, even. Um, I, I initially made a joke, made some jokes about it because it seemed funny. Uh, I mean, there are elements to the story that are funny. Um, but then, you know, I, I started to feel the, the, the fear of actually saying something, you know, real about, you know, the consequences of this, which are probably going to be pretty serious, I think, um, for the country. But well, I mean, let's review. He is the leading Republican candidate for president. He has twice received either slightly more than or slightly less than half the votes in the United States for president. Uh, he is attached in some fashion to half of the American people, um, you know, superficially in many cases and deeply in other cases. Um, uh, you know, this wasn't a hockey player that uh, that we're dealing with. And uh, so that means that about half the country right now is weighing its uh, options as to how it uh, expresses itself on this subject. But you have to because of exactly what you just were just talking about, that big computer, you know, um, that's taking down everybody's reactions. I mean, Jacob Siegel at Tablet wrote a piece that we both tweeted about this this week, sort of a huge piece on the whole anti-disinformation complex. And he ended with this sort of chilling thought about how um, some of the recent uh, schemes that we've seen, like the elect Election Integrity Partnership at Stanford uh, or the Virality Project that we did the Twitter files on, um, that those censorship um, 
sort of messy human censorship operations might also be the last ones because an AI is ready to step in and do that same work, um, you know, a much greater speed and with much less irritating evidence to leave around. But what does that mean exactly? Because if you look at the way all of these campaigns operated, like the, the Virality Project was taking in tons of information and they were, they were essentially doing analyses of where people stood um, in terms of various issues. So if, if your statement was received with enthusiasm by anti-vaxxers, then, mm. you know, the, your statement uh, obtained the kind of untruth to them. It, it, it became something that, that you should maybe consider misinformation or malinformation. And, mm-hmm. and this is what, it's the same thing that, that Twitter did when they decided to get rid of Trump in the first place. Is they were looking at his, his uh, tweets uh, individually and they were saying, well, we can't, none of these are bannable. We can't ban them for any of these. So we're going to look at the con- the context surrounding, which is the totality of his impact um, on Twitter, which means analyzing all the reactions to all the things that he said, which includes all the crazy people and all the things that, you know, they're possibly violent. You can pick and choose um, all of them. And so, yes, now all of your statements are they're going to go into a big mixer uh, that not only includes what you say but how people react to you um how people react to those people uh and it's hard for that not to be chilling isn't it it's hard for it not to be absolutely paralyzing in fact you know i wonder how the people who profit from the internet expect it to go on when it has become world's largest elephant trap you know it provides a lot of services, but it provides none that are worth your freedom, finally, uh, in, in my estimation. And, and it's starting to become a really um, sort of low uh, odds proposition, as they say in Las Vegas here, um, because every time you put down a chip, put down a tweet, uh, make an Instagram post, make a comment on another's, retweet something. Um, uh, you know, make a podcast, put it up, and so on. Uh, you don't know, but that you may have generated the uh basis for your own handcuffing, and uh, but you can know that in, over any amount of time, unless you're absolutely hewing to what you believe to be the party line, which will change, so you can't even be sure of that. You are placing yourself in jeopardy. And uh, um, I, 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 I don't know that the word for that is chilling. I think the word for that is terrifying. Um, and I think uh, there will have mm. to make internet expression compulsory to get people to keep doing it, given that risk profile. That's really interesting, <laughs> right? <laughs> we're we're going to have to get people to talk. Uh, to yeah. say a whole bunch of nonsense just so we can keep traffic going. Um, but it's I, I mean, I, I, 
But the rational, the rational response to all this, if it goes any further, or if we appreciate how far it has gone with any depth, is to uh, drop out, as they said in the '60s, to tune out and um, Tim you know, tuning out. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, maybe we're going to have in, a society. Turn out, I look drop at, out. Yeah, turn in, tune, tune in, turn on, drop out. Tune in, they wanted. I think they meant tuning into the uh, cosmic waves available through S- LSD and psilocybin. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, 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 so, so, you know, your permanent file, the thing that they joked about in school, uh, now exists. Um, there is a principle. And, uh, you know, it's not Nina Jankowicz or whatever, but... Um, they they seem to be now casting about with this so-called restrict act for an even more total and uh you know dome like uh regime uh i have been Yeah so what's what's, see, what's your take on the restrict act Well the restrict act is is as i read it and as i've read it so far and you know we we know its pretext is the is the supposed Ill, Ill effects of TikTok and the and the uh, avenue that it gives the Chinese Communist Party into our affairs, but but really uh, studied it. It's just the pretext for doing anything to anyone for anything. I mean that I I, I can't boil it down any more than that. If you use the communication network to say anything which is deemed a somehow a threat you face penalties of an unacceptable any risk level to the united states i think is what, yeah yeah and and who knows what the united states is at this point uh that one would risk its security um is, is it the united states as is constituted now is it something that you know they'll decide it is in two years uh there are many peaceniks in the world, I promise you, who believe that they are helping the United States by warning it about uh, uh, unwise warfare and, you know, over commitment to conflict around the world. But I can tell you that from the centers of power, that's not seen as helpful or, or protective of the United States. So uh, how are you going to settle on a set of opinions which you can be sure are in the best interest of the United States, quote unquote. You can't. Uh, uh, pacifism could be construed as dangerous. Right. Legal, legally, they can make out of that anything they want, which I think is the point of the act, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it should be called the Unrestrict Act because what it unrestricts is all government power against the individual. Um, does it restrict the individual? Um, uh, it, it almost uh, completely nullifies them in terms of their ability to have any uh, recourse uh, about the nature of their statements. The statements are deemed one way or another by someone else. I suppose the court cases are about whether they are properly deemed a threat or actually a threat. That can't be adjudicated. All that can be adjudicated is whether they uh, represent something that's thought to be one. 
in mm-hmm. the ever-changing definition. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit like the speech version of the Espion- Espionage Act, um, where you can define anything as national defense information. So if you're attempting to get it, uh, then you're guilty of the Espionage Act, or if you mishandle national dis- defense information. Um, you know, conspiracy to obtain, like that was one of the charges against Assange. He's probably guilty of it. Um, you know, according to the, to the way the law is written, um, even though that's completely insane, uh, that a foreigner trying, trying to do essentially journalism about American national security interests, uh, can be, can be so charged. Right. Um, but this idea that they're going to do the same thing with speech that, you know, anything that, uh, any content that poses an undue, um, undue risks to the interests of what's the actual text here, uh, that pose an undue or unacceptable risk to U S national security or the safety of U S persons. Um, and you know, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that feels like it, it could cover an awful lot of things and yeah. Does that mean criticizing the president who's a, a, a U.S. person? I mean, an unacceptable risk? Who does the accepting? Who, who, who does the unaccepting? Where is the definition of acceptable uh, written that I can go find it? Um, you know, in the time that we've done this podcast, in the, in the many weeks, we've watched an absolute cascade of uh, restrictions take place and, and, and ominous events. I remember a few weeks back when we were told that they were going to be able to scan uh, natural language podcasts, that there had been a problem because, you know, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook uh, consist of digital texts, but as yet they had not been able to, to, to comb through people just talking. Uh, and, and uh, but that that was going to be solved. So uh, there's going to be no corner which doesn't cross this uh, allegedly um, critical infrastructure called the internet. They they basically created an, a, a new reality, a, se- a second layer of reality, which is everything that goes over the internet. And they've declared the internet a kind of critical infrastructure. Uh, ergo, yeah. uh, anything that is disturbing on the internet is somehow um, uh, has a status that's other than people just talking because it touches this, this great infrastructural marvel that is so important to us and, and potentially degrades it or something. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I would hope that my small town lawyer could 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 uh, fathom what I was up against should something ever come down against me in in these uh, precincts, but I doubt he could. Yeah, and I I don't know that there's there is a defense to a lot of these things. You know, if it's it's going to be like the way they made decisions about how to get people how to remove people from the internet. It didn't have to make sense a lot of the time. You, you, even when you appealed, 
uh, and you made a good argument, and it didn't matter uh, because they can interpret that as they please according to their terms of service. That's the beauty of a privatized speech landscape. Um, but this is this is essentially like a new form of um, sort of national security based jurisprudence. I mean the the internet is global. Um, you know, you don't know whether you're talking or whether an American on TikTok on TikTok is, um, you know, creating content there. Is that person considered a a foreign entity? Maybe threat posing an undue risk to to U.S. institutions or U.S. national security. Um, this is also like something straight out of you know, like wartime law. Um, and you know when when they declared when the DHS declared elections to be part of critical infrastructure and they gave themselves the power to regulate that, uh, and there was never any legal challenge to any of that. Um, it just opened the door for this kind of stuff. And maybe this is going to be our our life going forward is we're going to have to navigate these kinds of assessments, which are just going to be made by these new bodies instead of courts. I mean, we grew up, we grew up in this, a court-based society and maybe that's not going to be what happens going forward. Navigate is a very hopeful verb to use though. How do you navigate a landscape entirely cloaked in fog? You know, uh, how do you navigate a landscape in which it's not just your actions that you have to worry about, but, but the effects uh, uh, as uh, the perceived effects of your actions on others who you don't know. Um, I, I navigate suggests that there are, uh, you know, there are features to this landscape that can be known through dead reckoning, but none present themselves to my mind. Uh, I have no way of knowing who might, uh, who, who, who might be cheered by my words and who might be depressed by them. I have no idea which issues will be, you know, because they represent the entire range from from health to politics to culture, um, m might be deemed damaging or somehow um, helpful to a to a lurking enemy. Uh, I, I navigate suggests I have some power in this uh, future terrain. To, to to guide my steps in a way that uh, reduces my risk, but uh, I don't see that. So what do we? Th what do you think, Walter? What's what's the answer to somebody who says, "Well, Donald Trump is a bad person, and he's probably committed all sorts of crimes in his life, and why shouldn't we just send him to jail for one of them?" Well, okay. Uh, there are a lot of bad people out there. I'm looking out the window in Las Vegas. Seven just walked by on the sidewalk. Three of them are probably bad. But all of them have constitutional protections. And all of them are, in a sense, uh, mm -hmm. uh, to be deemed innocent until proven guilty. Uh, now, no one has proven anything about Donald Trump, and indictment is the word because uh, 
you know, so today, today I saw Nancy Pelosi saying he will have his, he will have his opportunity to prove his innocence at trial. The exact <laughs> obverse forgot. of the way our, uh, of the way our judicial system works. No, the state will have its uh, chance to prove his guilt. But, you know, indictment is a great word because internet guilt, the kind of guilt that people get canceled for or shadow banned or, or, or have their platforms taken from them is always about indictment. It's never about proof. Um, and, uh, you know, but in this case of Donald Trump, we do have a rather, uh, extraordinary case because the guy used to be the president of the United States and he's running for it right now. He's a declared candidate for the president of the United States. And there is no way to interpret his indictment except to say that those on the other end of it are of the other party. Uh, they, they, they consist largely of officials who uh, are hostile to him and have declared their political hostility to him in the past. They're quite open about it. Bragg even sort of ran on it. And uh, uh, so... Uh, We've got a political prosecution at the highest level, which, by the way, will not will not interrupt, except practically, not in any legal way, Donald Trump's run for the presidency. Uh, there's nothing that prevents man who was indicted for whatever it is from running for the presidency. There's nothing that prevents him from holding the president. Um, and uh, so. Mm. how do I answer someone who says, you know, he's a bad guy, uh, why not go for it? Well, first of all, they had many, many years to do this. Um, and now they're doing it at basically the kickoff of a presidential campaign. I mean, give me a damn break. Uh, I, 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 can, I can talk away and rationalize away all sorts of weird events. If you're hearing this message, you're listening to the free version of America This Week. To hear the rest of our conversation, please subscribe to taibi.substack.com.